This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, November 23rd, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. Hope you're enjoying an early Thanksgiving week, a couple of days away from there. Wherever, uh, like I said, it's, you're with us, it's, it's always wonderful to have you in Studio B. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton, and frankly, you could use a new pair of receiver gloves, my friend. It's been a couple of years. I used to play intramurals. No, I just don't get invited, so if you've got a team and you want to party, let's go. Um, yeah, so Jacob Robinson, awesome uh, second interception against Georgia Southern. He was featured on You Got Moss last night on uh, Monday Night Countdown on ESPN. But hey, his teammate Malik Moore isn't impressed. Okay, Malik, how do you grade Jacob Robinson's two picks? You're a guy who's, who's grabbed a couple. An how do F. you do? Not playing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, there is a debate as to whether Malik Moore's Utah State pick was better than Jacob Robinson's pick, which, by the way, is all competing for second best play of the year for obvious reasons. But, uh, yeah, great interception. Pretty cool that uh, we, we need to follow that up. Randy Moss sends gloves yes. to Jacob Robinson. So I did the film room with Jacob Robinson yesterday. This is before this came out. So uh, we didn't talk about, you know, the You Got Moss thing. But I'm not even sure it's the best You Got Moss of the season for it, BYU. We'll, we'll discuss later in the program. It is worthy of a conversation for sure. And I love that. Randy Moss does this, but how much did Steve Young factor into, hey, Randy, you should take a look at this play from the BYU game against Yeah, maybe, right? I I think Steve went to BYU, so. But a pair of gloves on the way, that's fantastic. From one of the great receivers of all time. Is that a compliance issue? (laughs) Not anymore. NIL! It shouldn't be. Here's your A-plus show lineup, speaking of giving out grades, featuring 22.5 million guaranteed reasons why Taysom's Hill, or Taysom Hill's, Legend grows. Are we going to name he can that buy hill, a hill by? He can buy a hill. The now. stadium with the cougar on it, Taysom's Hill. It's Taysom. That, yes, I have named it that. It's not quite caught on yet, but that's okay. Has he cemented his NFL legacy without becoming a primary starting quarterback in the league? The West Coast Conference trying to cement their own status in major college basketball. Will the WCC get more than three bids to the big dance? Plus a national honor for BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope and my one-on-one with BYU quarterback Jaron Hall, how becoming a husband and father changed his whole approach to the game of football. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Mark Pope is ESPN's College Basketball Coach of the Week after BYU's 32-point shellacking of Oregon last week. ESPN's Jeff Borzello said, It's not hard to make the case that the West Coast pecking order this season is Gonzaga and UCLA, who, by the way, match up tonight in Vegas 1v2, then BYU, and that's credit to Pope. Wow. Also, Alex Barcelo named a West Coast Conference or the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after putting up 41 points in two games on 71% shooting, 62% from the three-point line. He's playing at a ridiculous level right now. Just another week for Alex Barcelo. BYU women's basketball hosts Utah State today at 2 Eastern in the Marriott Center, a matinee rivalry live on BYU TV. The Cougs 4-0 on the season after a 44-point drubbing of Boise State last Saturday. BYU leads the all-time series against the Aggies, 38 games to four. In other women's basketball news, senior guard Paisley Harding named the WCC Player of the Week after she led BYU to wins over Arizona State and the aforementioned Boise, including a season high of 25 points against the Sun Devils. 
Number 13, BYU football wraps up the regular season Saturday at USC. More and more, as in Malik, on the importance of the 10th win for Brigham. Oh, it would mean a lot. Like a 10 and 2 season, shoot, that would go crazy. Get us a little good, little bowl game. Hopefully, New Year's 6, we're going to see. Hey, that'd be nice. Uh, BYU is 14th in the college football playoff rankings, 13th in the people. Uh, college football playoff rankings released tonight. We'll see if the Cougars move up and how much. If indeed they do move up, things get more and more interesting for BYU. New Orleans Saints quarterback Taysom Hill signs a four-year unique hybrid contract that could be worth anywhere from $40 million to $95 million, depending on the position he plays. And that includes $22.5 million guaranteed regardless of the position he plays. This season, in an injury-impacted campaign thus far, Hill has four catches for 52 yards, 20 rushes for 104 yards, and three touchdowns. More on Taysom's NFL status and growing legacy in a moment. Women's volleyball stays fourth in the ABCA poll going into the final regular season match tonight at San Diego. BYU's 27-1 on a 20-match win streak. <laughs> the Cougars win tonight. It'll be the first undefeated conference season since 1993. BYU is uh, already the West Coast Conference champs, but finish it off tonight. Let's go. Perfection on the line in the WCC. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The best Coast Conference. What a start to the men's college basketball season for the WCC. Six teams currently in the Ken Palm Top 90. St. Mary's, our good friends from Moraga, beat Notre Dame last night. The most recent notable win for the WCC. So, Jerem, with those six teams ranked in the Top 90 of Ken Pomeroy's Index, Will the WCC be a three-plus bid league this year in the NCAA tournament? Three-plus? Uh, like four? Um, I'm hoping it's three. Um, I don't really – if it helps BYU, sure. Last year was a two-bid league, and BYU still got a six, so it's not like you need three or four bids from the league for it to be good and for BYU to be good enough to get a single-digit seed. But right now it's going really well. The top five teams, 25-0 and combined. USF 6-0, Santa Clara 5-0, St. Mary's, of course, you mentioned, undefeated as well. So, and of course, number one, Gonzaga. That just goes without saying, right? Um, yeah, it's going well right now. Santa Clara's much improved. I watched a lot of that TCU game last night. Santa Clara has pounded Nevada, Stanford, and TCU now. Um, nice wins, right? Um, BYU's second best team, clearly. I, I didn't think there'd be this space where BYU would just like, totally be, uh, you know, in a league of its own in the league above St. Mary's, but that's where we're at right now. Hopefully that continues. I think it will. But yeah, it's it's good. I think it's good. Ken Palm has West Coast Conference as the seventh best league, which is where you want to be. You're not really going to crack the top six there. In college basketball, it's a power six situation with the power five conferences plus the Big East. So if you're the seventh league, that's the best possible spot you can be in in a situation like the West Coast Conference. So, so far, so good. And what I do like is every year the rhetoric is, oh, the league's better this year. Like, literally every year. But we can quantify it this year with Ken Palm, with BPI, with the actual records. Several quality wins in those records. So it's it's, uh, an opinion with research this year, right? Uh, (laughs) I'm not a huge fan of just, like, opinions without research every time. Uh, sometimes you actually need some facts to back them up. Uh, the league is actually better this year. At Goodman Hoops tweeted in the following last night, Jeff Goodman, longtime college basketball insider, WCC Top 5, Gonzaga, BYU, St. Mary's, San Francisco, Santa Clara, ACC Top 5, 
Duke, Virginia Tech, Florida State, North Carolina, Louisville. Then he says, it's not as crazy as you think to make a case for the WCC. That <laughs> blows my mind. We're talking about Duke, North Carolina, Louisville, those blue bloods of college basketball, and we're making a case that the WCC top five could be better than the ACC's top five? Holy cow. John the upper Rothstein. crust, not better, but like, yeah, maybe four and five. John Rothstein added, the year of the WCC continues. St. Mary's upsets Notre Dame. We'll face Oregon on Tuesday. Team BYU just beat. Randy Bennett, our good friend Randy, moves the needle in Sin City, in Las Vegas at the Maui Invitational. Not really sure how that works, but Yeah, they didn't COVID whatever. they didn't want to be in Maui. Jerem, this is impressive. And I don't think that the WCC is in a position to get four bids to the NCAA tournament right now. That'd be awesome. That would take something significant, like a San Francisco or a Santa Clara beating Gonzaga head to head or beating BYU and St. Mary's and having two quality yes. wins against the other teams in the West Coast Conference, yeah. not named Gonzaga. Yeah, the last three years, an average of six non-Power 6 teams get in at large. Okay, Gonzaga wins the league. They're in. They're, they don't factor into that, right? But if, three years ago, St. Mary's won, or was it two? And Gonzaga got in at large. BYU has been in position or done it, COVID exception there, the last two years. One of those six teams. It's so, one of those years was five teams. It's so hard to get an at-large as a non-power six. Do we think there's going to be two or three of those from this league? We think there's going to be one, at least BYU, assuming BYU doesn't pull off the stunner in Vegas and win the West Coast Conference Tournament. It's really hard. So when you th- say three plus, eh, four feels. It's never been four, by the way. Um, and, I, and, I, and I don't think it will be. It's been three, I think, three times. And that's, of course, included BYU and St. Mary's. 2012, BYU got a 14 seed. They were a three-bid league. We're the West Coast like, Conference. maybe one of the last team in. <laughs> like Which was controversial. In, but, hey, BYU pulled off yeah. a stunner and the greatest comeback in NCAA history at that point over Iona as a 14 seed. Who cares what happened against Marquette? <laughs> right? The following Big Crowder was on that team. <laughs> yeah. It feels like a three-bid league to me. I think BYU and St. Mary's are going to accompany Gonzaga. I hope St. Mary's I, I don't does. Think that's I, I a still need to. Yeah, I, I believe St. Mary's will restore its place right in the league. Last year was an off year. Last year was an off year for everybody in the there world. There are opportunities for a team like St. Mary's to go and pick a team off like BYU and add more to their resume. And it's like, oh yeah, BYU we projected as a six seed. Gonzaga is the best team in college basketball, and St. Mary's just beat BYU. Uh, they're a nine seed, yeah. and they've got a couple of quality wins early in the non-con, including against Notre Dame last night. That's not happening. It, it, not beating Brigham. Let's you don't, go. You don't think BYU is going to lose to St. Mary's? No. In Moraga. Even no. though BYU's only won there once. Twice, right? Well, that's right, twice. I, I, it's double! Uh, no, I think BYU's really good this year, man. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. It feels like a yeah. three-bid league. No, no pro St. Mary's stuff here. Old Henri Herb at <laughs> Santa Clara doing his thing. <laughs> Last night they were talking about how he hasn't smiled since 92. <laughs> Topic two. Has Taysom Mill already cemented his legacy, or does he still need to be a consistent NFL starting quarterback? I'm looking at this from the perspective of if I am Taysom Hill. And oh, I know well, he your muscular be, structure just changed. I know he wants to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Of course. There yeah. is something missing there, and he's an ultimate competitor We've had conversations with him where he's made that very clear. David, he said Nixon, that publicly. We're going to talk to you today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. wants to be the starter. Sure. So as great as it is, 
and congratulations to Taysom Hill for getting a $22.5 million guarantee in a unique hybrid contract, not as a primary starting quarterback in the NFL. That tells you how much the Saints value what he does right now. They don't value him as a QB per se in the same way they value what he can bring. I said this like a month ago. I wasn't sure that yeah, that him being a quarterback and and let's let's step back for a sec. The Saints standard's super high. If the Saints sucked, they would be like very comfortable throwing Taysom in there because but right now they're like no no no, we got to win. We got to win. We need an Then experience. why are they playing Trevor Simeon? Well, that's uh, hold on, I was getting to that. Jameis Winston, they were like, okay, he's an experienced guy. Taysom started four games in his career. Let's go with Jameis. So it was like, okay, they value experience of that position more. Because to us, the BYU homers, us being all of us watching this and talking, is, well, why wouldn't you go with Taysom? Because Taysom's value is greater as a position player instead of being the quarterback. I understand the that Saints. Jamin, Jameis then, Winston is the starting when, quarterback. When Trevor Simeon starts, part of that is reason, because of a concussion and a foot, uh, a foot injury to Taysom, right? But the moment they play Trevor Simeon, I go, oh, they don't value Taysom as a quarterback as much as we thought. Why are they playing this clown? Like, I'm weirded out by that. Um, I thought that they valued Taysom as a quarterback, but they don't really. Uh, otherwise, they would play him over Trevor Simeon soon. So I, I, I think it's a little weird. I think he's cemented his legacy already. I think this contract sort of validates that. Why would they give him the second most guaranteed money in a contract? In, in Is it maybe third to Steve Young's 40 and then Zach's 23 and a half and now 22 and a half? Like, those are some huge numbers, right? Yeah, what did Ziggy get? I'm not sure. The, who? Ziggy. Ziggy? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. Um, I don't think it was 20 plus, but maybe it was. So it's like top five all-time BYU NFL player. I, I think that he could be a starting quarterback, but I think we're holding on to this pipe dream for no reason. I think we should just look at what Taysom is, which is a tremendously uh, you know, u- utility knife there. He can do whatever, and it's awesome. I, I don't think we need to be like, he's starter or bust. I think we're holding on to that, kind of like we did with Jimmer in the NBA for a while. It's like, why don't we just enjoy what he is? Um, with Taysom and Jimmer, right? Jimmer's a tremendous international player. He's not an NBA star, right? Taysom is not, an, uh, currently, an NFL starting quarterback. I'm not sure he will be consistently, and that's okay. Like, he's so, he's so unique. Let's just enjoy what he does, and congrats to Taysom for that contract. Sure, we can enjoy it, but if we're being frank... I am. Right? I just feel like Taysom Hill... I look at it from this perspective... Who gives you the better chance to win the game if you're the Saints right now? Do you really believe that Trevor Simeon, based on what has happened the past few weeks, gives you the best chance to beat your opponent if he's the starting quarterback? I w- I just don't see Their it. Actions, I do not get it. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, well, I'm a little frustrated from our again our biased opinion here that that's, Taysom should be a that's starter. That's to me why it feels right? like there's something missing there because it feels like. No, 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 the no. missing piece is the belief in Taysom as a starter. Yes. That's the missing piece. Yes. Like, and again, the Saints are too, almost too good for this situation. If Taysom was on the Jets, he'd be the starter. You know what I mean? Because the Jets suck. So they're more willing to hand it to a rookie like Zach, right? You, you draft him. Um, the Saints want to win. They've had Drew Brees forever, so they want to keep the standard. It ain't going to be Drew Brees. Taysom's not Drew Brees, right? And Neither Drew, is Jameis and certainly isn't Trevor. And Drew isn't Taysom. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough.
So I feel like, yeah, the hope. And, and I, I'm looking at what he did. Taysom Hill started four games last year. What happened in those four games? The Saints won three. Okay. Two were against the crappy Falcons. But, like, I do not he, care. Should he have – well, hold on. We thought that Sean Payton was, uh, you know, the, the loving father, if What you has Taysom Hill done as a starting quarterback, regardless of opponent, to make you think, yeah, he's, he's not going to be the guy. It's Trevor Simeon. Well, he got hurt. That was the issue. If he wouldn't have been hurt, maybe he, he would, would he be the guy. starting guy right now if he didn't have a concussion? Maybe. It doesn't feel like it. Well, I, it, it, if he had been healthy, maybe he had started. Well, yeah. hopefully he'll be healthy at some point later in the season because then we'll know, right? It feels like they've not given up on the idea, but they're not big on it. Why? Obviously. I don't I don't know. Why? John Payton, what's the answer? I don't know. Our question of the day, has Taysom Hill already cemented his NFL legacy or does he need to be a starting quarterback in the league to do so. Let's hear from you, BYUSN, in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At NunyaBU426209061 on Twitter. As I've stated what? before. What is this? You're allowed to change your handle. You well, don't maybe, have to maybe have this is a super significant eight uh, numbers meaning it. here. But whatever. Taysom Hill says Nunya BU 426209061. His legacy, overcoming four season ending injuries at BYU, going yeah. undrafted, yeah. getting cut by the Green Bay Packers, working his way onto the New Orleans Saints roster, doing anything to get on the field, becoming one of the most unique players in history. His story is legendary. There's no question about that. Oh, yeah. Like his legacy as a gadget player, as the Swiss Army knife, is cemented for sure. The it's contract because only he's furthers a quarterback that. too. But is there something missing there because he hasn't really been given a chance to be a primary starter in the league? I, again, I'm hopping off the Taysom has to be a starter in he the league. He doesn't have to. But it, I'm, I'm off it. I'm just going to enjoy Taysom for what he is. Because I think during the Jimmer Fredette NBA thing, we all like clung to that for so long, we didn't actually en- enjoy Jimmer as a player as much as we would have, I think. Which is like, hey, whatever happens, all good, man. Like, he's, he's not an NBA player. Like, Can't they be simultaneous, though? Can't you enjoy Taysom Hill for what he's doing and admire it and not wonder, why isn't he the starter in New Orleans? Wonder is different than Trevor Simeon. Wonder is different than, like, clamor for him to still be a starter. I think there's a difference where it's like, listen, he's not a starter. Get over it. Why, though? That's what I I'm don't want to get over it because I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't want to get over it until I understand it. I, okay. Yeah. Right? I don't think you can fully enjoy it if we live in that space. That's all I'm saying. Hashtag BYUs on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, Jacob Robinson won Who Got Moss, but is it even the best interception of the season? And is Jaron Hall the next NFL quarterback to come out of BYU? Why, becoming a father and a husband changed his entire approach to football. A one-on-one with him next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Women's Hoops 4-0, beating teams by an average of 23 points, just laying it on people. Cougars welcome Utah State to the Marriott Center today, 2 Eastern time, earlier edition, on the BYU TV app. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Live look inside the Marriott Center as the Cougars get ready for another in-state matinee showdown against the Aggies. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to speak with Jaron Hall, BYU's starting quarterback, following his road trip to Georgia. On topic, 
why he changes perspective on football and how becoming a father and a husband changed that as well. This is BYU Sports Nation All Access with Jaron Hall. Jaron, it feels like just a couple of days ago we were talking in Georgia. Oh, that's because we were talking in Georgia after a win over the Eagles of Georgia Southern. But I think most people don't understand what it's like for you guys on the way back. What, what, what time do you get home on Sunday morning after those red-eye flights, specific when you're on the East Coast? Yeah, it's pretty late. Uh, luckily, it was a 4 o'clock game, 4 o'clock kickoff, so we got home about 1 o'clock. Um, some games has been 5, 6 o'clock the next morning. So, uh, yeah, 1 o'clock didn't, didn't feel too bad after thinking about the past games we've had. <laughs> All right, a 1 a.m. finish. What are those scenarios like with you being a new father and being a husband? What, what's that like? Because I imagine that your, your baby's not catering to your sleep schedule. I was, it was his tough fighting the urge not to go in there and kiss her, wake her up. Uh, Cause I know my wife would hurt me if I did cause she had to deal with her all weekend. So I uh, just gotta wait till the next morning to play with her and see her. So uh, now my wife's grace puts her to sleep, waits for me to come home. She's awake, um, you know, tell me good job. And, and we just kind of hang out a little bit after being away for a couple of days. So it's, it's fun to go home too. So I highlighted my night, honestly. Fantastic. How has being a husband and father changed the way you approach football? Yeah, I think I just got a lot more serious about it. Uh, just realizing there's a lot of potential to take care of my family through football, through a game I love. And what, what greater job can you have than being a, pro, a football player? You know, because that's what I love. So um, it's just helped me focus. Uh, it also helps me enjoy it a lot more, too. You know, no one wants to go home to or no no wife wants their husband to come home being angry and angry after work. It <laughs> uh, happens a lot. For me, you know, football just it helps me stay, you know, grateful for what I have. And, you know, it just, just keeps me happy. And I think it keeps our home a lot happier than it could be. So. Jaron Hall is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Nine and two this season. You have a chance at 10 wins in the regular season going to USC in the Coliseum on Saturday. What comes to mind when I say USC football? History. Uh, beautiful stadium. A lot of fans. A lot of history. Great players. I mean, it's, a, it's a, one of the best um, football teams in the country as far as their history and the things they've done. Um, so they have a very talented team, and we're looking forward to this challenge for us this week. Yeah, and I think challenge is the appropriate word, although the general media might look at USC and say, quote-unquote, they're having a down year. How do you avoid a pitfall against a team that really, in a lot of ways, this is kind of like their bowl game because they're 4-6? and six? Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a trap to look at records. It's a trap to look at past games because a team that talented every year recruiting is – as highly as some of the best teams that are ranked currently this year. I mean, they always got top-notch talent, so we just got to look past the record. Um, we've had down years in the past. We've been better than we are, and I'm sure that's how they're feeling. So we just got to get prepared to, to play the best USC team that they can be, um, just get ready to execute, go play ball, and have fun. What do you know about USC's defense at this point? Uh, a good amount of returning starters, dudes that have played the last two years. Um, very big up front, physical, good linebacking core, uh, great ball instincts, you know, from the secondary. So they're a great team, man. Again, despite what people are saying, the general media, I mean, you look at it realistically from a football standpoint, they're a good team, so we got to be ready. Well, we, as far as your BYU media go, are certainly having some fun with the fact that BYU has enjoyed great success against the Pac-12, and you have an opportunity to – run the table against five Pac-12 opponents this season if you beat USC. What would that mean to this program? 
I mean, it'd be it'd be a great accomplishment for us, you know, as an independent team. Um, just another great conference with great football football team. So to us, that means we had a good year. We played good football. Um, that's really the best takeaway from us, you know, if we were to do that. How do you balance Thanksgiving week with family and your obligations there, and then staying focused on football? What walk me through your week? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be football first, honestly. Um, a big week like this, we got to finish out. It's, it could be easy to get distracted, eat a lot of food, a lot of pie. So. Got to keep yourself to one slice, you know what I mean? Not too much turkey, mashed potatoes, got to stay light. So, uh, yeah, just, I mean, just being professional about it. Um, just telling yourself there's a lot of Thanksgivings down the road some other time, so we just got to <laughs> stay locked in. We still, still enjoy that time with our family. We'll practice in the morning, and the coaches will give us time to go take care of our family time, which will be great. So, um, but just, you know, realizing after that night we got to lock back in and get ready to travel and play. Okay, if it's only one piece of pie, what's the selection for you, Jaron? Ah oh, man, so it's usually it'd be my dad's homemade sweet potato pie. Woo! But since he's gonna be, they're gonna be traveling a day early to Vegas to have Thanksgiving with our family down there for the game. I will be having my sister-in-law's pistachio pie that she makes. It's unreal. That's that's my one slice pistachio <laughs> pie. Mark it down. One piece of pistachio pie for Jaron Haw. Tell you what, Jaron, when BYU beats USC, you can enjoy a second piece of pistachio pie. Is that fair? Hey, I'm going to enjoy two or three of them, maybe a whole pie after the game, if that's the case, for sure. <laughs> Jaron Hall is with us on BYU Sports Nation as the Cougars get ready for USC. Number 13 in the AP poll, the new college football playoff poll comes out tomorrow. Obviously, there's a shot, depending on what happens with teams above you, to maybe get into a New Year's Six game. What do you think about those pending scenarios with bowl games as you try and stay focused on the Trojans? Yeah, it can be easy to get lost in all that. But for us, understanding our situation as an independent team, a lot of things have to happen. So to think about that, you know, it's a trap again. So you just got to – we got to just not worry about any of that and just focus on playing our best. Because at the end of the day, that's the best thing for us if we're thinking about those scenarios. So, um, but, you know, inside these walls, we're not going to talk about it, think about it, just go ahead and, and do our best for this Saturday and just let that all work itself out. Jaron, it was an incredible Saturday for BYU athletics overall. Obviously, football is a big part of that, a 17-point win on the road. BYU women's soccer beats number one seeded Virginia into the Elite Eight, two national champions on cross-country. Basketball teams route their opponents. Men's soccer wins a club national championship. Volleyball's got a conference title. What do you think about what's happening within BYU athletics as a whole right now? Amazing, man. I mean, all those sports, I don't know why you wouldn't want to come to, to Provo to play, man, to be a student. It's a beautiful place, beautiful atmosphere. You got the greatest fans in the world for crying out loud. Um, I mean, it's a it's a good feeling of Provo right now. Happy Valley got a little happier. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a good place to be. Yeah, smiles all around for sure. And you saw plenty of smiles in Georgia. For those that weren't at the game, how would you explain the welcome and the reception that you got from BYU fans in Georgia? Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. Uh, Kalani alluded to it. Malik talked about in his interview earlier. Um, Kalani mentioned the game, how amazing those fans were. These are the guys that stay up till 2 a.m. every night. We have the 815 kickoff in Provo. Um, they're up rowdy and loud when most people are asleep. So it's uh, it's amazing. And it was fun to be able to finally get out there to show them some love. You know, a decent time kickoff, 4 o'clock for them. Um, you know, it was, it was, I'm, I'm very grateful. I know the team was, and it meant a lot to us, you know. So if they had them a little further down the stands, it'd been a little louder, could have felt them a little more, but. Georgia Southern was smart putting them all the way up because it might have been a much different story if they were further down. So, um, but greatest fans in the world, man. It was so fun to be out there and play for those guys. What type of reception do you expect in Southern California, knowing that ticket prices are dropping because there's not a lot of hype around USC football and BYU fans seem to be clamoring to scoop up those tickets? 
I mean, we're expecting to see a blue. You know, I hope I hope all the fans are on board. I hope we fill the entire stadium with BYU fans, man. It'll be fun. So, uh, as always, we expect a lot of love, a lot of appreciation, great attendance from our fan base. Um, so we're looking forward to it. It'll be a fun, fun atmosphere to play in the Coliseum, all the history around it, and then just have our fans there with us and our families. Be a good time. Jaron, let's finish with a football question, and this is for you individually. You said that you've been taking it more seriously, and clearly – it's paying off. You've been very efficient. You worked with John Beck. The numbers have showed up in that regard. Where do you feel like you have improved the most as a quarterback over the course of this season from early September to now late November? Um, I think getting more comfortable early on in the past game, um, just trusting myself, trusting the guys around me, um, and then just doing a good job taking care of the ball as a team, honestly. Um, turnover rate's been great for us. I think that's why we won as many games as we have. So you throw the ball efficiently against the teams we play and you take care of the ball. It's a great uh, it's a great recipe to win a lot of games. It also helps to have the Nakua brothers too, I'm sure, right? Absolutely. Two, <laughs> the Nakua brothers, Neil Gunner, uh, Tyler Peeney, I mean, hey, you look at that. You look at that recipe. That's a recipe for disaster for for defenses. So it's a, it's a fun team to be a part of. Yes. Here's to a recipe for disaster for USC, and uh, emphasis on the recipes in Thanksgiving week. Hey, Jaron, enjoy that pistachio yeah. pie, man. Uh, we'll see you in Southern California. Thanks for the time, my friend. Thank you. Jaron Hall, one-on-one, BYU Sports Nation All Access. A couple of things from that interview really stood out, and one is his approach to the game as a quarterback and viewing it as an opportunity to take care of his family for a long time. So knowing that, it's like, okay, I see why he gave up baseball. He went all in on football. and Definitely more lucrative, He wants, given what he saw with Zach last year. Yeah, he's, he's set the goal and the bar at the highest level. He wants to be an NFL quarterback, and – Got a ways to go, but I like that serious approach from Jaron Hall. He's he's taking this to a new mental level. Yeah, and it just saw Taysom Hill get a twenty-two and a half million dollar contract. Who so doesn't not, want that? It's hard not to be swayed by those two who have played under Kalani Sitake, right? They have twenty plus mil guaranteed contracts. That's crazy, right? Um, Cougar stats put out yesterday. Jaron Hall has thirteen pass plays of at least forty yards this year. Zach Wilson had fourteen last year. That's pretty crazy. Uh, the explosiveness of this offense has been awesome. And then I loved what he said, which we've been talking about, which is turnovers have changed the season for BYU. The ability to take care of the football, to take it away a couple of times. Think about it. If BYU doesn't turn it over or take it away a couple times against Georgia Southern, who knows how that game is at the end. I still think BYU wins, but those influence the game. BYU wins 17 at Certainly. plus two. Certainly. What if it's even? Is it a seven-point game with Georgia Southern with the ball? Like, oh, my gosh. BYU's done a really nice job this year in that department. 2016, BYU had 31 takeaways. Able to stay in every game at least. Like, it can be an equalizer. Because I think that BYU's been the better team in most of the games, if not all, that BYU's played this year. But when you're plus one or two in turnover margin, you you create an inability for the other team to really maximize the game against you. Just give me a minus two against Boise State, and then you wonder what happens. I know. It's yeah. painful. It it's is. It's painful. That that game is going to keep BYU out of the New Year's Ooh, I don't know. I don't, we'll discuss that with David Nixon. Can they David, get bailed out? Because David has the answer. Like, uh, yeah. Coming up, David Nixon on uh, Taysom Hill. Uh, what nepotistic opinion does he have about B- uh, Taysom Hill? And how high can BYU basketball (laughs) climb in the rankings before the end of the season? They're already number 18. Why, that's historic. This is BYU Sports Nation. Like Alex is bashing into that guy. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. It's another combined coach show tonight. 
with Glenn Sitake, Mark Pope, the final one. Join Gregor Bell to talk about the big week for both. They're going to be playing within an hour of each other on Saturday. Men's Hoops playing Wednesday night as well. 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. You're going to want to watch this one. It's kind of a, a, a special... Uh, there's, there's the deep blue on Glenn Sitake and Festus Sitake. It's perhaps the most emotional one we've had. And there's another special piece of the show that you, you're going to want to watch. You're going to want to watch. Okay. I, I, I can't tell what it is, but it's going to be good. That, my friends, is a show teaser. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get great content throughout the day, of course, I'm biased to that, so I think it's great. Follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Jacob Robinson's INT gets the top spot on Monday Night Football's You Got Moss segment of Monday Night Countdown, but is it the best interception of the year? I think it's the most important interception of the year. It just changed everything for BYU in that moment. I think Malik Moores is probably a little more impressed just because it's, it's almost like he used one hand. He just got such strong hands. That, but I mean, Jacob Robinson's is really good too. I don't know. Malik Moore is more aesthetically pleasing to me, but in terms of like importance factor, I feel like Jacob Robinson really sealed the deal for BYU against Georgia Southern. Malik's is a better play. Malik's was in, the, what, the first quarter? So the context is different, yeah. The new college football playoff rankings will be revealed at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. The Cougars at number 14 for the last two weeks. Will BYU football move up in tonight's CFP rankings and keep New Year's Six bowl game hopes alive? Uh... Yes, no. Uh, I think they'll move up. Maybe a spot. I don't see a two-spot jump. Fortunately, maybe USC it gives BYU an opportunity just from name brand association. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they make the New Year's Six. It's like, you know, who, who's? Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You know, just looking around all the different webs of possibility. Yeah, just wake me up if it's worth it. The answers are becoming clearer as to what BYU needs to happen, and there are fewer things needed to happen. But if BYU moves up a spot tonight, then the committee is saying, okay, we are, we are valuing what BYU has done even more and giving them an even greater chance. If they stay at 14, ah, that, that's an indictment. Well, and it, it, I don't. I, I think BYU's New Year's Six chances are over if they do not move up tonight. I think it's a combination if BYU moves up of the devaluing of the teams in front of them too, based on losses or whatever too. It's not holistically BYU and what they've done. It's a combination. If BYU has two of the following three things happen this week, they are in great position. One, Oregon State beats Oregon. I think everybody feels like that could happen after what happened against Utah last week. Okay. Number two, Mississippi State wins the Egg Bowl against Mississippi. And right now, FPI has Mississippi State as a favorite. FPI sucks. Okay. There's only a 52-point percent favorite against USC. It was 4-6. and six. Come on. All right. And then third. Sorry, if, Paul Sagan. Sorry. If Cincinnati gets into the top four tonight, that is a boost for BYU because it opens up essentially another at-large spot in the Peach Bowl. And it fulfills the group of five obligations. So watch for Cincinnati. They're in the top four tonight. And then BYU gets one of those other losses to happen this week. Man, it gets really interesting. Let's get to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Here's number 18 ranking in men's hoops. The highest ever in November. How about that? Thanks, Robin. Amazing. For that. How high can BYU be ranked prior to the end of December? I'd say probably like number 14. BYU's got to look impressive against Utah. Four spots in five weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's tough. Like, is there enough on the schedule for BYU to impress 
those that are voting in the poll to get them into a top 10 scenario. Again, there are other teams playing. They can lose. Right. There are other teams that can jump BYU, too, that have right. impressive wins. Right. It just There's so much parity in college basketball. There's so many games, and BYU would have to go undefeated. I guess I'm banking on the idea that I don't know if BYU is going to go undefeated. Who's going to beat BYU? That's one question. Uh, is it going to be Utah? Is it going to be Creighton? Is it going to be at Missouri State? Beats BYU, but BYU beats San Diego State and Oregon. (laughs) Well, I think BYU can go on a nice little run. Missouri State in a true road game is a different feel. That that place is underrated. Listen, everyone knows when you play at Missouri State, you got to bring it. The fighting, whatever. I know you're being facetious, but I I think that there's some real talk to that. Like that's a great place to play basketball. All right. What city are they in again? Yeah, I'm no good. Tyler Algier not named a finalist for the Doak Walker Award today, given to the nation's best running back. Tyler Beatty of Missouri, Brees Hall, Iowa State, Kenneth Walker III of Michigan State are the finalists. Should Tyler have been a finalist? Um, maybe. Um, you put up some massive numbers against tough competition for sure, but a lot of those unfortunately came earlier in the season. If, if BYU had had maybe bigger games later, he would have been on the map a little more. Um, Tyler had a tremendous season. He's still like a top five running back. He just isn't top three, apparently. Yeah, and neither is B. John Robinson of Texas, who had some incredible numbers. His team's not good, so that but hurt Texas. him. Texas, yeah. Right? I, I think it's fair. I think the three guys that are in there, I understand it totally. That doesn't take anything away from the amazing season that Tyler Algier is having. The fact that he was a semifinalist is awesome. Yeah, that is cool. Which former Ute players wear, uh, wore oversized pink better, Samson Nakua or Kyle Kuzma? Without question, it's Samson Nakua. I'm not sure what in the world Kyle Kuzma has on there. That looks like Grandma knitted him a sweater, uh, expecting him to be 600-plus pounds at some point. You will grow into this. <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, it's Samson Nakua, and it's not uh, close. Kyle. Well, well Samson's Why? ours now. So Why, Kyle? That's, that's a predictably biased pick. Coming up, Top 5 Tuesday from an awesome Saturday. Former BYU and NFL linebacker David Nixon will join us as well to discuss Taysom Hill's legacy in the NFL. And if he truly is a believer in BYU's New Year's Six bowl game potential, this BYU Sports Nation. Oh, what is this, Mississippi State? <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest Steve Blue podcast, I talked with Associate Athletic Director Whitney Johnson about BYU athletics' efforts in inclusion and diversity. Listen to it on the BYU Radio app and where podcasts are found. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B. I am Spencer Linton. To my left sits Jerem Jordan, and to his left is our next guest, former BYU and NFL linebacker David Nixon part of our Countdown to Kickoff crew, and the brother-in-law of the man who just racked in $22.5 million guaranteed for a unique hybrid contract. Yeah. Is he paying for dinner every time now? Golf is on taste for the next 10 years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's paying my, all my green fees from here on out. <laughs> we, Let we, it be noted. We were trying to, yeah, green being the operative color there. Uh, we were trying to figure out, like, in, in NFL history, the biggest guaranteed money. So Steve Young, the $40 million man, that's got to be number one, right? With BYU guys, yeah. Yeah, with BYU guys. We don't care about anybody else. Um, <laughs> uh, Zach Wilson, 23 and a half. Taysom, 22 and a half. We were wondering about Fred Ziggy. Warner, what did Fred get? Fred was, got. Was Fred in that I space, I thought he was like 40, 40. Wasn't he 40 well, That's right, he was 40. He's, okay. It's a $95 yeah. million dollar contract, yeah. but Fred I want to say Fred like was big money. Guaranteed. Okay, th- that's why we brought you on. Thanks yes. for coming on. Yeah. Coming up. No, uh, <laughs> no, big time. It's a big time. Big yeah. time. And the validation of 
the value he brings, yeah. even if he's not the starter, is really high. Yeah, it goes to show you what Sean, how Sean Payton and the whole Saints organization values him. And, and, and to your point, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter being like, oh, I can't believe this money. The thing is, Taysom is setting a market that has never existed. And, and I'm in commercial real estate, so we talk a lot about comps, right? Like comps on certain buildings or, or you know, you talk about comps on homes. Shout out to Jim Balderson. <laughs> there you go. The thing, with, the thing with Taysom, there's no other comp. He set the market. There, there's nobody else like Taysom in the entire NFL that can go in and play quarterback last year and go 3-1 as a starter. Uh, he can come in this year, score touchdowns on the goal line. They'd love to go to him. Uh, he can block. He can go out for passes. He can run. The, I mean, he, there, there's nobody else like him. So when you go to say, I can't believe he got this much money, so-and-so got this much, there's nobody you can compare him to. Uh, and I think that's why, since he's so unique, that's why he gets compensated the way he's getting compensated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, it's, a, it's awesome. I mean, he's, it's well-deserved. The guy's been through everything. I mean, even this year he's been banged up. Um, and uh, for him to get compensated that way, is, it's awesome. We're obviously pretty stoked for him. Yeah, absolutely. I saw a Falcons fan, longtime rivals of the Saints, say, $22.5 million guaranteed for Walmart Tim Tebow. And then Saints fans were like, you mean Tim Tebow's Walmart Taysom yeah. Hill? Yes. Yeah, if, no, if, if you're a Falcons fan, you need to sit this conversation out. <laughs> After he torched you twice last year. So just yeah. go ahead and sit exactly. this one out. Exactly. Fred Warner, $40.5 mil guaranteed. I love that half mil because it means he got more than Steve. Well, there you go. <laughs> there that's you probably, that's probably the top of mind. He's like, hey, as a Niners guy, just one request yeah. <laughs> from the USFL situation, yeah. which is coming back, by the way. So we had an interesting conversation about Taysom earlier in the show. And to Jerem's point, it, we should enjoy what's happening. It is unique. It is awesome. But admittedly, for me, there is a piece, knowing that Taysom wants to be a starting quarterback, where I'm like, it just feels like there's something missing there. And so... Admittedly, I'm enjoying what he's doing, but I want for his sake, especially with Trevor Simeon starting in New Orleans, for Taysom Hill to get that shot. Because I'm looking at, he started four games last year. He won three. of What has he done to not deserve to be the starter in New Orleans right now? Yeah, be injured? Yeah, I think, I think some injuries, some, some, uh, he's dealing with some stuff. I, I, think, I think he'll get a shot. I'll just say that. I think he'll get a shot at some point this season to be the starter. Um, I think Good. He's, I think he's getting through injuries and dealing with uh, just dealing with things like that. That, But I think his time will come. Um, in the meantime, it is tough. I'll, I'll be honest. If, you, if you're Sean Payton, it is tough because Taysom does bring so much to the, to the field, as, uh, to the game and to the team as kind of this hybrid player, right? Um, and, and when you get a guy like Trevor Simeon who you know, has been a star in the NFL and you can keep Taysom on the field at the same time, that's a huge plus. And, and we, we know that Sean loves to move him around and, and use him as that you know, Swiss Army knife and, and use him as that weapon uh, all through throughout the field. So um, I, I can see the, the predicament that Sean's in because he's got a guy that started. He wants to keep Taysom on the field. You take Taysom as quarterback, and now you've eliminated one, eliminated one player. And it's no secret that the Saints are dealing with issues, health issues across the whole board, offense and defense. And so when you take that all into account, I, I understand where he's coming from. But uh, Taysom wants to play quarterback, obviously. I think his time will come this year, uh, maybe sooner than later. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, you know, but at the same time, I, I was texting with Taysom yesterday. Hey, he's happy. You know, you get, you get your payday, and uh, he's, he's, he's happy with where he's at. <laughs> of course he's happy, baby. 22 and a half mil, let's go. Yeah. Um, I know he wants to play more, and he's so competitive, and the fact that he's gone from undrafted, um, you know, free agent to this point, it's just tremendous. Like, only Ziggy rivals the zero to hero, like, range there, which is pretty crazy. Okay, let's, uh, in the final couple minutes here, let's talk BYU and USC. 10 and 2 up for grabs. USC no slouch, though. If you just look at the numbers, USC stinks. But then you look at the jersey and you go, oh, wait, 
It's USC. You played against USC, right? I did. Freshman year? Yeah, I played in the Coliseum. That was was one of my games there. So, yeah, that's the scary thing about this USC team is, yeah, their record shows that they've struggled. And obviously the coaching carousel with with head coach gone and and all that. The the, the tough thing about USC is the talent because if those guys want to show up and play – they can blow anybody off the field. It's the question is, do they want to show up and play? And, that, and, and that's, that's been the biggest question mark for USC this whole season is, which team's going to show up? And I think that's the scary thing for BYU. I saw a quote from the head coach of USC right now, the interim head coach, where he said, hey, we're treating this as, like a, as a bowl game, and a playoff game, in the sense that we've got to win the next two to become bowl eligible and get to play an extra game. you got a rescheduled game with Cal after this. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I think uh, there's a lot right on the line for them as players, and so I think they're going to come out with a little added, added motion. And so if I'm BYU, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just a little cautious going this game, knowing that the record, their records doesn't show their ability and what they can actually produce on the field. So uh, I think BYU hopefully will be prepared. It's a, it's a great game. I, I, I love this game. Despite their record, it's yeah. still USC. See you at the end of the day. Amen. David, I fully expect BYU to be number 13 when the new college football playoff rankings are revealed tonight at 7 Eastern on ESPN. And just in front of them, probably Michigan State and Oregon, based on those two lopsided losses by those teams earlier uh, <laughs> this week. Crazy stuff. <laughs> they got destroyed. If BYU's at number 13, and given what is scheduled to happen with some attrition over the next few weeks, conference championship Saturday in the first week of December, do you believe BYU legitimately has New Year's Six hopes? I give it 50-50. I, I think, that high? Yeah, I think, I think BYU has a shot at it. If everything falls into place, and there's still a lot of football to be played with conference championships, like you said, um, and these last few weeks can get nutty, right, as far as the end of the season. Guys are dealing with injuries. Guys are sitting out, et cetera. Um, you know, we saw with Oregon. Oregon had their two best receivers, two of their three best receivers Great. out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, everyone's dealing with these issues at this point in the season. So it can get a little crazy. I, I, think, I think there's a shot that for sure BYU could find their way into it. I think it's a long shot, so maybe 50-50 might be a little high. I mean, maybe that's more wishful thinking. For a man but, who uh, understands odds. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would love to see them find a way to be in a, in a New Year's Six. Obviously, all of us would. Yeah. But I'm also confident that they take care of business this week. Uh, I think ESPN and Tom Homo, I think they'll find a way to be in a better bowl that, uh, than the Independence Bowl. BYU has not accepted Independence, which tells you everything. Yeah. Obviously, holding out for New Year's Six or something better. Awesome. David, great to hear from you, my friend. Uh, after further review, we look forward to it. I just need my cowbell. Where'd my cowbell go? <laughs> I need, we need more cowbell. Make gold records. Coming up, more from you on Taysom Hill and his legacy. And the top five achievements from an unforgettable Super Saturday for BYU Athletics. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Number 18, BYU Men's Basketball hosts Texas Southern tomorrow night in the Merritt Center. Pre-game on the radio starts at 8 Eastern. BYU TV's pre-game starts at 8.30 Eastern. BYU Sports Nation always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's get to Top 5 Tuesday presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing an incredible, super stupendous Saturday. Produced some amazing results. So we're going to look back at the five best moments from that Super Saturday. Number five, BYU Men's Soccer wins the national championship, defeating Texas 3-1 in the Club Soccer National Championship. The tournament 17-0 in one season. Men's Soccer has now won back-to-back national titles. Tenth overall, congratulations to the squad. Call it a club dynasty. At number four, BYU Football 
beats Georgia Southern and their burritos, 34-17, in the Burrito Bowl. (laughs) 20 unanswered points for the Cougs. Jacob Robinson had two second-half interceptions. The Moss pickoff right here. Puka Nakua caught two touchdowns, showed some brotherly love both on the field and uh, with his undershirt. All's well for BYU, 9-2, beat USC. Number three, women's volleyball secured the West Coast Conference Championship Saturday, defeating St. Mary's in four. BYU's uh, 17-0 in the WCC, 27-1, second WCC title in a row. Heather Olmstead's won it all but one year as head coach of BYU. Kenzie Kerber tied a career high with 19 kills, 15 digs. At number two, four-seeded BYU women's soccer stuns the number one overall seed in the tournament, Virginia, in Charlottesville. Thanks to a Cameron Tucker goal early in the second half, 47th minute, bend it in. Cassidy Smith as the goalkeeper and the defense held on. BYU victorious. They get South Carolina on their home pitch for a shot at their first ever College Cup and Final Four. Tickets selling fast. Number one, cross country wins not one but two national championships. Whitney Orton took care of business. And Connor Mance did as well. Awesome. Congratulations to them. So great to speak with both of them in studio yesterday. Download the podcast if you missed those conversations. Our question of the day, back to BYU football and a former quarterback, Taysom Hill, who just signed a very unique hybrid contract, $22.5 million guaranteed. Has he already cemented his legacy, or does he need to be an NFL starting quarterback to do so? Our Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, at Tara underscore Hatch on Instagram, says, So many reasons to love Taysom. His perseverance and toughness leave more of a legacy than his millions of dollars, though those are nice. He's proven himself an asset to the Saints, and I certainly wouldn't complain about seeing him as a starting NFL quarterback, but his legacy as a Cougar was long ago cemented. Oh, yeah, certainly as a Cougar. Yeah, just wondering if uh, it's going to get some NFL starting time or not. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics, and let's continue the Taysom Hill love. He deserves Congrats it. Congrats to him, man. One of the top five guaranteed contracts in BYU history. We'll have to do it, figure it out, but Whew. it's in there. It's top five, man. Our thanks to today's guests, Jaron Hall and David Nixon. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout-out to Austin Lee. We'll see you for BYU women's basketball at 2 Eastern Noon Mountain Time as the Cougars host the Aggies in a Tuesday matinee. Go Cougs!